Welcome to the Healthy Perspective Podcast with your host, chiropractor, entrepreneur, mentor, and author, Dr. Chris Bowman. He'll break down and extract the secret sauce behind his own success and the success of some of the top leaders in every category and from around the world. Get ready for your weekly mental adjustment because shift is going to happen. My name is Dr. Chris Bowman. Thank you so much for joining us once again. I am so blessed and honored to have Jem all the way from Spain currently um, joining us on the podcast today. She is a pro uh, classical ballerina turned Ironman athlete. She's a psychology graduate, marketing consultant, athlete manager, and always an intrepid entrepreneur. Currently, she's launching into a new realm of coaching high-performance people to reach elite levels of mindset mastery, business success, and, per- and personal power. Jem, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. It's, I'm really excited to be here and to connect. And yeah, thanks yeah, for so having me. <laughs> Jem and I met in a mastermind that we're in, and both of us had a, a very similar mindset and that we, we really feel like the major focus that we want to help other people improve on, just like you listeners, is mindset. And uh, when she was saying she's a professional ballerina and then also an Ironman and then also launching a a new business I'm like okay that's a mindset that we have to have on the show because it takes a lot to do all those sort of things and not at like 40 or 30 like you're how old are you uh 20 24 not long to 10 25 (laughs) so to to have that vision at you know at 24 is, is amazing I'm just now walking into this you know into my 30s and so I think that's absolutely phenomenal and really an inspiration um, to not just people like me, but really young people. It's like, you don't have to wait for a certain timeline to launch your career, especially now. Um, you know, one of the blessings really of COVID is that the online market space is, is, oh, is free game. You don't have to have any sort of qualification other than like, I want to do this, you know? Um, so tell me a little bit about your journey to be a ballerina and then kind of what inspired you to uh, go into an Ironman, you know, be, a, be an Ironman athlete. Uh, and then we'll kind of launch into kind of that first question that I always like to talk about, um, where I, I talk about having a selfless, you know, purpose. Like, what's the true meaning? Um, what's your world changer type of, you know, mindset going into uh, these entrepreneurial and athletic endeavors? Wow. So a big question there. And thanks so much for kind of that intro. And it is amazing also to meet other people that do have this mindset. And I definitely think we have good synergy there. But um, yeah, so my journey has been... Um, quite a crazy one. I've done a lot in my 24 years. Um, I picked up uh, dancing at four years old and it was pretty much set. Um, by 10, I had joined um, like the associate scheme for the Royal Ballet in, in England. And by 12, I was fast tracked off to a training academy. Um, and my life was basically mapped out for me to be a very top level classical ballerina. I was born with all of those attributes that was pointing in the right direction. And I was a a workhorse as well. Um, But unfortunately, uh, in my teenage years, I became very, very seriously ill. And I actually almost lost my life on two occasions. And from trial and tribulation, I was very, very lucky to push through. And very much a lot of that was my determination to get back to dancing and just to I kind of am. I'm really, really stubborn, and I wasn't gonna win. I wasn't gonna lose against anything, even even an illness. And I pull myself out. Um, and by 19 years old, I kind of fought my way back um, to sort of elite levels of dancing, and I joined 
a company, a Russian ballet school in London with the idea that I'd train a bit there and then head off to New York City Ballet and, and conquer the world on the stage. Um, but I'm, as you've kind of, you've heard the end product, I'm a pretty multi-passionate person. Um, and one day standing in class for the, I think about 38 hour that week, because training in dance is like 30 to 50 hours very easily. Um, sort of six to eight hours days are very normal. Wow. And I was standing there um, being screamed at by our principal because I, my arm wasn't quite in the right place. And I was looking at myself in the mirror, but I wasn't seeing myself. I was seeing what was going on outside. And I just had this thing inside that um, sort of this, this like realization that I was too lucky to have been given a second shot of this twice after my sort of illness and staring at myself in a mirror, making myself look perfect was not fulfilling all of the many, many passions and desires I have. Mm. Um, I, walked out of class that day and I said I've got I've got to live my life I've just got to live my life I walked out shut the door and at 19 years old I had reti retired from a career on everything I knew lost everything I I knew my identity wow. and realized I had to I had to figure it out I had to figure it out and uh from there I was super duper lost and and just being the kind of person I am, I, I guess I, uh, you, you jump out of bed and you figure it out. So I started a little health and fitness business. I taught myself Pilates and um, so started quite a successful little business, always being yeah. a bit of an entrepreneur. And then went off to university because that's what you do when you have no idea what you're going to do. And everyone was kind of like, oh, she's dealing with it remarkably well. Uh, not sort of knowing what's going on inside necessarily, but fake it till you make it or born a performer. Um, but once a professional athlete, always a professional athlete. So I was searching for something else. Terrified of water, couldn't swim, didn't own a bike and never run more than 5K. And so I thought Ironman was a great challenge. <laughs> and it and it was <laughs> absolutely um so got myself in in that overcome a serious fear of water like I couldn't swim terrified of water wow. and in um uh, just under 12 months I got myself a silver medal at European championship level wow. so Amazing. it was a bit fast-tracked um then from there like I realized that uh it was a really expensive sport, really kind of expensive. But I was also super, super interested in business because I was seeing a lot of overlap between that kind of killer mindset of what can make myself push myself on an indoor trainer on the bike until I, I puke or pass out or whatever. And it's the same sort of mindset that I'm hearing on podcasts and these seven-figure, eight-figure earners with their discipline, their determination. Yeah. And I was really sort of, I've always been sort of insatiably interested in high performance that mindset why can I push myself to that level or why can why can the dancers that I knew dedicate the, those hours and how, how can high performance people achieve what they do and then others can't like what it what is it and how can I sort of find that and bring it out of others um and so I, I did a psychology degree which was a kind of very interesting and I started to work more in sports marketing ended up as a uh, an athlete manager for some top top level athletes um and then also launched a marketing consulting um using my connections and, and lots of things like that but in terms of my selfish purpose I guess is um I have learned a lot for, for better and for worse and lots of the things that happened I wouldn't necessarily wish on anyone else but I am 
incredibly, incredibly grateful for, for being such a formative experience and such a powerful sort of learning and, and self-knowledge, I suppose, that I've created. And my selfish why, I guess, is I love meeting other high performers. Like for me, what excites me more than anything is meeting extraordinary humans and sort of hacking what that what they do to make themselves so extraordinary and I'm absolutely inspired by those people that are pushing boundaries and it's not a case of people that break rules I mean that's great you can do that but it's more about the people that are making rules the people that are doing things that no one else is doing before or pushing against the shoulds or the the whys and I really shouldn't be an Ironman athlete there's nothing going for me to be an Ironman athlete but I but I pushing myself to it. And with that, I'm meeting extraordinary humans doing the same thing. So my selfish purpose is kind of, and certainly in my new venture where I'm, I'm coaching um, sort of uh, high, high performing people to become elite in uh, their mindset, in their business, using my kind of um, business and marketing knowledge, as well as in their, their life and, and how they are treating their bodies and all of the things that I've collected from my experience. And I really believe that um, kind of sort of giving that to other people, like inspiring other people to do the same is just elevating us all. Like we all, we all rise and how, if I can help incite that or bring that to um, fruition and other people, what an amazing network that can be that can really elevate. Yeah. All of us. So give and give and get, if you like. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so good. And you know, I, I picture that moment of you, you know, standing in the mirror and your hand was probably like half a degree off. Let's be honest. Like it probably wasn't <laughs> even that far, you know? And if you would have walked out the door and there would have been someone like you that would have said like, Hey, like what, what's going on? Like, you know, and, and to have that mindset, you know, coach or, or help where it's like, you didn't have to figure it out on your own, but you had somebody to help mine it out for you. I mean, we talk about Thank you're you. doing amazing things at 24. Imagine having what you have now just five years earlier, you know? Oh my gosh. And I so, uh, you've actually hit a nail on the head there. Like I so believe that I definitely stepped out and I was into this massive, massive unknown. Everyone knew me as a ballerina Jemima and suddenly I'd lost the ballerina bit and I was nobody. There was no Jemima and I struggled and I went up and down and all sorts of mental toil inside. And I, like I said, I was, I was faking the fact I was okay and like just strapping on sticky plasters. And it took me a really long time to work out what's going on. And, and actually just one year, less than a year ago, not even a year ago, um, I decided finally to break loose of all the old attachments and and difficulties and um, old ways of being and move to Spain where I am now. I'm an English girl in Spain and I did it in uh, mid pandemic and just before Brexit, which was uh, like it looked quite (laughs) tricky in terms of like our residency and things. But I did it because I knew that I had to change externally. And finally, I've stepped into that version when I'm like so so intuitive in what I know now and I'm able to fully be present and give my um my value I suppose that I've, I've learned to other people and support others but the thing is I have been through uh, a near-death experience twice I have had effectively 10 years of toil and torment and losing identity and losing my career and um reinvention and having to tackle phobias and like all of this stuff to step into finally a version of myself that I feel truly fulfilled and truly intuitive. 
And my one of my strongest points is, and why I'm doing what I'm doing with my coaching, et cetera, is I don't believe that you really have to wait till you're in a car crash or you lose a loved one or you hit burnout or you have a terrible like health condition or you get to type two diabetes from all the stress you've had or whatever it is. Why is this this belief in society that we have to wait for the crappiest crap to happen to us for us to change? Like I, um, with my marketing consultancy, for example, last year, it really scaled quite fast. We went pretty much from zero to six figures within um, the first four months in the pandemic. And it was awesome. And every day, 24 running that and international marketing consultancy, awesome. By 10 months in, I was burnt out and I, I was just completely burnt out. And everyone was like, oh, just stick with it. You're not even being with it a year. And I said, no, you know, this is whether it's 10 hours, 10 weeks, 10 months or 10 years. If it's wrong, it's wrong. And I don't believe that we should waste a moment of our life proving to ourselves or or waiting for someone to give us permission or waiting almost for that tragedy to happen in order to live our full lives. And so hopefully I can, yeah inspire one or two people to take that tiny ounce of action or jump in and just go, I'm doing this because no reason, just because. Right. Yeah. No, I know this is probably going to be a little bit of a tricky question, but I think it's perfect for you being an elite athlete, meaning you push yourself beyond what the normal person, even an average athlete would even consider doing. Like I imagine riding my bike as far as you do, and I'm going to get like rigor mortis in my leg, but you know what I mean? And I'm, I'm in shape. Like, so I, I can't even imagine like going through that. And so an elite athlete has to know, however, and also like being a doctor, I have a little bit more of an insight as well. As a doctor, you, you have to balance as an elite athlete, that very, very, very fine line. And the higher you go in my belief, the thinner it gets of where is pushing myself beyond what I thought my limits were. And where is like hurt? Like, where's the point where yeah, I should or obsession. Exactly. Where, where should I not go anymore? You know, because there, there is that, that thread of, you know, truth. And, you know, some people saying, oh, you haven't been with it a year. While there's no timeline of like, what is a year going to show me versus four months? How do you know what, what, what is that feeling in your heart or in your mind or just like a whole body experience where it's like, no, this isn't right versus I'm just experiencing it adversity. Gosh, and I think that is an absolute um, million dollar question there but I have to say it I think it's when it becomes all all consuming mm. there are I don't believe that mind body business and kind of spirit are separate things here yeah. I, everyone has this like oh it's just about the work-life balance and you just got to balance things out and it's like well no work is life and life is work and right. and it's the same mind is body and body is mind like we can't separate them and it comes to a point where if there's something that's not going right in sport for instance like if I'm struggling and I'm not improving my um my what targets on the bike or I'm not performing in my sessions well maybe it's okay a case of okay, have we been overtraining? Do I need to step back or do I need to work on a specific strength aspect? Is it because I've been spending too much time on the hills and not enough time working on my top end speed? Can we adapt that? But that's a body thing. And it's the same when it's mindset and, and it's like, okay, well, is this just a perspective? Is this just, you know, I've been influenced by negative people and I'm being big, 
dragged down by someone? And is it just I need to expand my circle and it's a mind thing? Or is it business? You know, have I just messed up my marketing funnel and I'm not messaging correctly? I need to realign my messaging. Mm -hmm. When they're independent, those are things that we can track and we can measure and we can adapt and test and move. When it becomes a combination and it starts affecting other aspects of your life, that is when I believe you don't have to wait to prove that it's really bad because that's when it gets really risky. So for instance, for me, like 10 months in and I was getting blood plus blood tests at the doctor and my liver was going all over the place and my kidneys were screwed. And it was like, not only like my business isn't going well because my mind's not in it. And I'm so tired that I can't perform and I'm missing things. And, you know, so it became, and I, I'm feeling really depressed and down because I'm not succeeding and, and I feel like a failure. And it was, the business wasn't um, exceeding in the way I wanted. It wasn't yeah. sustaining itself in the way I wanted to. Our lead generation was falling through, but my mind wasn't in it either because I was getting negative and down and lots of kind of like Uh, self-doubt and negative beliefs and I wasn't sleeping but then my body was reacting as well because I was getting all these symptoms and I was getting like these uh like shake like shakes and my blood tests were all funny and all over the place so it had gone beyond one thing when we can see identify a problem and we can associate a very direct cause like I've just not been doing enough top-end training I've been doing all all the stuff in the gym okay well to up my game in cycling I need to do this one thing that's independent and that's okay when we identify things like that sometimes we need to push through it and it's just like you know I need to put my elbow grease in I think it's when it becomes a bigger thing in life that that's when we drag ourselves down and and it's a really slippery slope as well. And too many people start that slippery slope and it's very difficult to pull yourself out. And that's why we tend to see that people only really change what was wrong all along once they hit rock bottom because they start sliding and sliding and sliding and then they can't get out, can't get out because it's harder each time. So they wait till they hit the rock bottom and then they get the tragedy that really is avoidable. That's so good. And and I think, it's articulated really well. You know, the, the intro of this podcast, we say like, we want to extract the secret sauce to success. And I think <laughs> this, this really is a unique, you know, gem sauce that I think other people can, can take and, and, and put on their life where some people might be like, okay, I have this business and it's succeeding, but how do I know when to stop? I'm in school. I really don't like it, but this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm, you know, this and that and the other thing, and they're, they're on the edge, you know, which way should I go? And I think, what's what's different with you because i mean you could have walked out of ballet and got into drugs got into drinking got into you know, a whole bunch of things and and not even been here today and said like i tried to be an elite it didn't give me what i want so being elite anything isn't isn't right you know but you had this intuitive sense where it's like no my my mind is still good just not here so i can perform at this level just not doing this so i need to find something else that allows my body and my mind to continue to work together and okay. so I think that's really good. So the, the secret sauce that I would say, just, just from listening to you and, and what I'll apply, you know, in my life is if, if your mind is in it and your body is not, there's something that you can tinker with to bring your body up or vice versa. If your body's in it and doing great, but your mind is not, that might be a time to push through. But if you're getting this whole body, you know, wave of whether it's, it's mental symptoms, physical symptoms, or just your, your, your body is waking up, not just not inspired but overall you know just sick 
that would be a great time to reevaluate. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And totally. what you're doing, it really isn't that. I mean, you're riding a bike versus, you know, ballerina dancing. You're still training, I'm sure. Similar amount of hours, putting the same amount of sweat, eating the same amount of food. Like, you know what I mean? But tweaking what, what you're doing has, has made you now successful. And I think that's what's going to be so powerful for the athletes and the people that you train. You know, because um, one of my passions is, is seeing moms in their postpartum period because mm-hmm. it's such a mindset shift going from I have this baby I can feel them kicking it's just me and a spouse or you know especially for that first one and now your life completely changes you you identify as a mom now not not just you know a, a person and your body is different and everything's different but I think that goes for you know post elite you know post maybe um you know performing you know athletes or post even post grad you know all those different transitions in life where your identity changes based on what you've done you can mm-hmm find yourself and that like where does my mind like to go where does my body agree and let's go wholeheartedly in this totally. and I think that's that's so powerful Jim totally I I am a firm believer in we are really malleable beings like I I absolutely realized that when I was very very poorly and I pulled myself out of it and I do believe a lot of that was my mindset but it gave me a true insight in just how incredible the body is. And you combine that with the body, the mind, and the right kind of action plan for getting what you want. And you are absolutely unstoppable. Everything is figureoutable. Like no matter what situation you're in right now, you have everything you need. You have the tools and you have the malleable mindset that can allow you to transition, to change. And I think... Don't be, don't be afraid of that. If you reinvent yourself and redesign and rebrand 59 times before the age of 25, go do it. Because at one point you will find the right thing. You may just not have found it yet. So if you take anything away from this chat also, like I really want you to know that it's just like, you don't have to stay on one path. And even if it feels super scary leaving that path, you never know what's coming next. And it could be the absolute best thing that happened to you. So just dive in and your body will tell you when it's right. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. You know, and like one, one last thought and then we'll kind of wrap up and I'll, you know, we'll figure out how people can get connected to you. So we, we just recently started homesteading um, on our property oh. and we're learning all about like a life and death cycle of everything, whether from animals, you know, to plants. And the, the soil that we have right now is, is dead. Like there's no topsoil. It's basically just sand because it's been left barren for 15, 20 years. And so our first goal is to regenerate the soil by building a topsoil. And that only happens as like wheat or, you know, whatever, you know, um, you know, pasture plants grow and then die and then grow and then die and then grow mm-hmm. and then die. So those original plants, even though they might not have this beautiful soil and might not flower the same as, you know, their kids, 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 14, you know, you know, months down the road when they have this two or three or four inches of beautiful, dark, rich, you know, nutrient rich topsoil. But it wasn't like that plant was insignificant. Like it played a huge role in Absolutely. the, in, in how the next, you know, generation of plants looked, it was greener, it was taller, it was thicker, it was more nutritious, you know? And so, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. like if, if you rebrand yourself 59 times before you turn 24, like it's not like that first one doesn't matter. It's not it's not like that yep. first one wasn't worth the effort because that's laying down the layers of life and death. So that way, who hey, you hey. are now shines so much brighter than that first one ever could have because it's so much more nutrient dense. There's so much more, you know, wisdom packed into, you know, all that all that time. And so I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, part of being an extreme athlete is you have to be OK with failure 
not in a sense where you lay down and accept it, but recognizing that failure is going to make you stronger. You learn. From get excited it. by it. Get right. excited by it. You know, actually yeah. now I used to feel sad. Now I get excited. I'm like, right. you know, what's next? Like, yeah. what's my next life going to be? And that's take a long time to get there. But I think if you can do that, then there's really you don't need to worry about a plan B, like having right. a plan B or needing like this thing, because yeah, you right. never know what's coming next. Right. So good, Jim. Well, I think everybody's going to enjoy this one. If your accent isn't enough, I mean, everything else is <laughs> amazing too. Right back at you. <laughs> Thank you. So how can, uh, how can people get connected with you, Jim? Okay. Well, um, I'm really excited to be soon to launching my new kind of coaching program, but ahead of that, the best way to get me is, uh, at Jem Cooper on Instagram. Um, and I'm pretty active on there. There'll be lots coming from me in the coming uh, weeks. So if we connect on there, then we can um, we can stay connected and hopefully uh, follow the journey along for lots of great listeners as well. <laughs> yeah, cool. Thanks so much, Jem. It was a pleasure to have you on. We look forward to hopefully having you in the States here soon. <laughs> yeah, that'd in. be awesome. Well, thank you so <laughs> much, Chris, as well. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Perspective Podcast. To connect with Dr. Bowman, follow him on Instagram at Dr. Chris Bowman. Until next time, make shift happen.